Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Anime Brothers Podcast, the podcast where there are two bros talking about anything geek, freak, and anime-related. Geek and freak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I am your host, JD. Also, that is Earthworm over to uh, the other side of me. Uh, welcome. Welcome to this episode. Hello, everybody. I don't have a cool intro. Uh, like I did last week. I don't. That was good though to think on the fly. Yeah, and I, I wonder if everyone's like, wait, that's the first time Earthworms kind of, except for the Attack on Titan episodes where we made you the intro. That's guy. true. Yeah, or like the uh, the old uh, the patron episodes when we used to be committed to doing things, <laughs> and then now we just ask for the bare minimum and say thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. Uh. La- honestly, the the intro last week was a straight up rip off from Let's Fight a Boss. Um. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Super Eye Patch Wolf's podcast. Like he always does some some wacky stuff. I we we're the Anime Brothers podcast, the only podcast that's a crude uh, Lovecraftian amalgamation of all of the other good podcasts. All the other ones to make something that's, I think, decent. You know, yeah, at yeah. least like okay. You know, one of, one of the podcasts of all time, if but, I might uh, say. You know, let's get this right out of the way. We're, yeah, we we're apologize. We apologize. Um, we did. If, if you're in the Discord and you're seeing the title of this episode, you're like, what the what what the fuck? So this one is, you know, best bromances. We in had anime. some scheduling issues. Yeah. We will be doing the side characters that deserve their own series. We will be if we don't have any more scheduling issues next week. <laughs> Expect yeah. that next that week. That won the voting. We had a vote on the Discord of which one more likely you guys want to hear. And with a landslide, it was side characters. Uh, then we got hit up by uh, some you know, someone from a podcast. Hey, I'd like to do that. So we're like scheduling and all that. was like, we'll put this after yeah. this one. So uh, we put the second one first. So yeah, that's Mo- Anime Brothers Podcast. You know, <laughs> a lot of, you know, you can't blame us anytime we can get uh, one of the homies in. Uh, and we can make the schedule work without without really ruining our personal lives. Mm-hmm. We're probably going to do it because we like the homies, you know? Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. We promise. We promise it's coming out next week. Your votes have not. We're not the U.S. government. Your votes do count <laughs> here at the Anime Brothers Podcast. So um, keep that in mind. And I want to make sure to give a shout out because even though the episode idea, uh, the episode will be out next week, the whole idea of uh, side characters that deserve their own series really came from one of our own followers on Instagram. Yes. And I messaged them, said, hey, we'd like to use your idea. Thank you again. Do you mind if we shout you out? And they said, yeah, that's totally fine. Hell yeah. So I'm going to say your name, and it's probably going to be bad. So just remember, I'm JD. I'm very it's, simple. It's, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm, I'm sounding it out in my head, and I am i don't know why, but I feel like I'm going to mess this up. But our follower is uh, Itcher Andrea. Okay. The last name, it was easier. It may not be Andrea. Uh, Andrea. I don't know, but uh, Itcher uh, Andrea. Thank you very much uh, for the idea for the podcast. Hell uh, yeah. And thank you for being a follower. Thank you for carrying our podcast on your back. Somebody needs to, damn it. It was on Instagram, too. Not a lot of people respond on Instagram. It's like, this is nice. Hell this yeah. This is nice. Well, look at us. We're getting famous on the gram. <laughs> on the gram. All right. So, yeah, uh, it's going to be best bromances, but we always like to check in, see how we're doing. We've kind of been chit-chatting for like an hour before this. And we should have probably just brought on the podcast because I'm like D and D and all this shit. Oh god, that would have been we, that would have been a whole episode by itself. No, it, it probably would have. <laughs> but no, how you been, bud? Pretty good. Yeah, not, pretty good. Yeah, I, not not bad. Still gaming. Yeah, for the most part. Um, I haven't been watching any more Digimon, but I have. Uh, I've kind of gotten back on the Pokemon train. Pokemon. And I think my mind only has kind of room for one little monster guy well it didn't hurt it didn't help that the people were shitting on your digimon and now you feel hurt they did and you're like i can't yeah, i people, can't watch it anymore. people on reddit pooped on the next digimon thing i wanted to watch and then i lost a little bit of steam but that obviously i i love digimon you do care what people think I, it hurts. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to but uh, yeah digimon's been a part of my life for for like 20 something years so it's not gone but i've been um I've been doing a set of Nuzlocks with the uh, with our friend and occasional podcast guest Robbie. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know what a Nuzlocke is, it is a self imposed set of rules uh, that you that you play by in the old like the classic mainline Pokemon RPGs. So uh, the the rules are you can only catch one Pokemon per route, and it has to be the first Pokemon that you come across. And la- no, no doubles. So if I come across two Pidgeys, I don't have to run. I don't have to run a team of Pidgeys. Uh, and if a Pokemon faints, yeah, that Pokemon is dead. You have to either release it or put it in a box, a box that I have dubbed a farm. See, I think that's horrible. 
Oh, it's yeah, it's, it's doing a, that. It's like doesn't sound fun at all. It's but. supposed to make Pokemon harder because anybody who's played, any adult especially who's played a Pokemon game, when you did can, you become a tryhard? I just, don't even play Elden Ring, but I want to make Pokemon harder. Well, what is with you guys? Okay, hear me out. I've played a lot of Pokemon. I've played through yeah. most of. I don't say most of, but I've played my fair share of mainline Pokemon RPGs. Uh huh. They are what they are. You can. I can walk through any of them with a beating my head against a wall enough. You know, this changes up the entirety of that. Now you have to be actually careful about <coughs> training your Pokemon. Now you can't just say, "Well, if he dies, he dies. I'll revive him." <laughs> he dies. He dies. Yeah, you can't go all Ivan Drago because you you can't revive them because they're gone. And then you just I've lost powerful premium members of my team i lost an alakazam in pokemon leaf green at the last trainer before uh you get to the elite four and get the challenge to them that really fucked my that hurt that hurt my i did not everyone you've challenged is like why is he so emotional after every fight it's like because you get yours back (laughs) (laughs) and they're like what are you talking about you're making this harder for yourself Yeah, no, you're you're not wrong. Uh, but it adds <laughs> That's all I can see. It adds like an excitement to Pokemon because of that threat, you know. Hey, to each your own. Uh, I will be honest though; they've been very soft in Nuzlocks. I we haven't been there. Me and Robbie are always like we'll lose. If our... I have a Charizard and it dies, you best believe I'm gonna look at you. But try to make me not bring it back. That's the thing. <laughs> uh, we've we've been very lax about you know yeah. letting Pokemon come back to life. So we've. Uh, We've, we're on uh, generation four at this point. We've been doing one generation at a time. Uh, so we're on, we're on Sinnoh, and we've come to like a, an agreement. Any revive that you find out in the wild, you can use on a Pokemon. If you just find it in the fucking woods, you can use it, uh, but you can't buy any revives, and you can't use yeah, the you Pokemon Yeah, just make center. it that you can't buy any like potions or all that. You oh, can only buy. We can buy potions, because well, that would make it like, way Hey, harder. you got to get hard, buddy. Yeah, but no, we're... we're, we're Conclusion, I'm really bad at nuzlocking. And okay. <laughs> that's that. How about you? Have you been doing anything cool? Uh, I've slowed down on One Piece, but I'm on volume 60. Oh, baby. Uh, Let me know when you get to 69. I'll read that volume. It's sexy so as hell. We're going to have the like 10-minute or 5-minute uh, One Piece uh, spoiler JD's section search now. search for I the don't, One Piece. No one's responded. No one said anything to me if they want me to do a solo thing, so I'm not going to. You know what? You don't care? I'm not going to do it. Earthworm puts something out, you guys respond. I put something out, no one responds. People, anyway. people send me video game consoles. Exactly. They send JD their hatred. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, your stupid takes. I hate Boston Celtics. Jeez, um. <laughs> anyway. So, no, I, I just want to say I'm going to do, like, if I'm like something big happens, I want to kind of, like, make it. So, spoilers ahead for Volume 60, which is, like, Chapter 576 of One Piece, for any of you guys that really don't know what happens, because most of y'all are One Piece fans, and I'm not. Or at least I haven't finished it. So I hate this. I hate this manga. He says when I'm on volume sixty. Oh no, I don't say I hate. It. I'm just saying I can't call myself a fan yet because I haven't finished it, right? I, or can no, I? No, you. Say I'm... You can call yourself a fan of whatever you want. I won't gatekeep you on most things, especially One Piece. Okay. Um. Well, anyway, we're at Paramount War. This I, I'm at part four, but uh, the biggest thing that happened is that Aces officially died. Okay. I've caught you up to the that, point that you said yeah, that in the last and, episode. Well, yeah, after Ace dies, uh Whitebeard goes a little nuts. He's like fighting off like all of the, you know, admirals and shit like that. He has half of his face fucking burned off and somehow he's still walking. This man's a like elite even though he's like 80 now. So, he's old and he died. Uh through like I think it was 256 stab wounds like Holy I, shit. I, it's on the book. I could read it and show how many. It, it like broke down how many stab wounds, shot wounds, explosions he had, and that he died standing up. It was actually a pretty powerful moment. And two characters that you barely get to see, you hear a lot about of, you see a little bit of both Ace and Whitebeard are gone in this battle. Already more people kind of important have died than Naruto did in the fourth Ninja War. And that's why I didn't succeed. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I actually, this first war I've seen in One Piece was actually a decent way of doing it and setting the tone to be a little darker. Is it actually called like the Pirate Wars or something? No, it's called Paramount War. Okay. I don't know why. 
Uh, well, to be par- honest, I may have missed that. I think Paramount is kind of. I think it. it is uh, it a word for something? I think it's supposed to be kind of a synonym, synonym for summit, like kind of the top, the Paramount. Like maybe that makes sense because they always talked about this battles at the peak of the end of their era. Yeah, I think that's, because the yeah. dying of Whitebeard starts the new era because okay. apparently Blackbeard shows up. And he has the ability to steal other people's devil fruits. Oh, boy. And it's been said from this point on, you could only have one devil fruit per person. But so, this guy's got like 90. No, he has two now. Well, he just okay, got the well, second one. So now he has he's white well beards. He's well on his way. He has white beards like breaking of reality and causing earthquakes, the quake fruit. And he already had the darkness fruit, which is literally control of darkness. Don't understand it, but you don't have to in one piece. Yeah, it just whatever. happens. Who cares? So, yeah. It's just that's what it's going through, and now it's like, hey, you know how you met Ace just recently, and he's now dead? Now we're going to give you the whole backstory with Luffy. And I felt like that should have been reversed. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Sometimes I know some people like to see what the past was before, but I'm kind of the opposite. You think that would have been too much of a death flag? Like, I watched Fate Zero before Unlimited Blade Wars because I didn't even know Fate Stay Night was a thing. Mm -hmm. And if I would have watched Fate Stay Night, then watched Fate Zero, I would have liked it less. Because I don't like going backwards. I'd rather watch it the, from the beginning to end. I'm an A to B guy. You know this. Yeah, it has to be told in a certain way for it to really work. Yeah, if, if it's being told in a strange order. You know, like even Pulp Fiction, which is a famous example, is tough to... Like, it's it's interesting, but I, I don't know that I wouldn't have preferred it in chronological order. Yeah, I understand. Because, uh, you know, you fall asleep and you wake up and they're like, what the fuck is going on? When did Bruce Willis get here? Why did he <laughs> shoot John Travolta? <laughs> but <laughs> and now he's back in the cafe. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's just some big things that went on. Uh, I just am keeping a little five minute, 10 minute update. So that's it. Uh, I'm, I'm just keeping up with uh, one piece. But the last thing is still watching seasonal anime. Woo-hoo. I watched a movie called The Deer King on Hulu. I saw that. I, I went on Mal this morning and I was like, what the fuck? fuck <laughs> but it just kept it... being shared on my hulu and i'm like fuck it production IG, was it i'll check it out well i feel like it got another treatment like fucking steam boy i saw it was almost maybe a seven so i'm like it's kind of like that look ahead you're like oh boy it's probably not gonna be good but i decided i'm gonna sit there it's less than two hours let's watch it and in the end i'm like this actually wasn't that bad so i gave it a seven okay it we've watched way better movies already but for it to be like a 6.7 i don't know i think some people are hating really pretty hard maybe because they think it like copied something i don't know i don't know i'm not the I don't i've know. never i haven't been on hulu in a while it's I guess. all right but yeah that, those that's it for anime but i did buy tears of the kingdom he Legends done it of zelda i finally so did this is it first zelda game right yeah and a lot of people be like how could this be your first one because i am not a nintendo player i was never an old school i never played legends i wasn't grown up on that i don't fuck with zelda either i i had the the gamecube had like the demo disc of uh wind waker and it had like orcarina of time and uh oh all the key ones it had the old, talks yeah about. it had the all the old school great zelda games and maybe i was just too stupid i'm willing to admit that could not figure out how Puzzles to get out are ridiculous i couldn't get out of the starting town in any of the games my friend the only game that i had fun with was wind waker it was the only zelda game that i enjoyed and that was only a demo you could only play for like five minutes per like three levels that sucked so i've never been a zelda guy either Nope, but uh, Super Smash Bros. I always found Link interesting. I liked Zelda. I liked the whole idea of Sheik. And I was like, oh, Ganondorf's kind of cool, stuff like that. He's a dick. He is a dick. But he's fun to play on Smash Bros. I just unlocked him. Oh, okay. (laughs) He's like one of my mains now. Really? Yeah, it's not good because he has no recovery, but he hits like a truck. You know I love the big hitters. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, I'm playing Tears of Kingdom, and I already had to talk about my first few hours of playing the game because it takes like six, eight hours to get off this first Sky Island and land on Hyrule, the kingdom. Okay. So I, I got through that, the, the whole beginning, basically, part, um, so which was like a prologue, I'd call it. So they have a crafting system on here. Obviously, you know, almost anything you have in the world, you can use. You can fuse them together with this, like, sacred arm power you have that was given to you from some thing. Because <laughs> Legends of Zelda is like, look, it's an all right story, but let it just have fun. You know, you're kind of thrust upon this it's world. A lot, it, very whimsical. And the music it sets the tone for everything. Little pianos play as like things are like going up your arm to power you up. It's like ding 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 ding. It's just well done with yeah. the music. Like it sets the tone. But anyway, so the crafting system is you can do anything. And I happen to be walking on this trail and I have a long way to go to this town. I see the the marker and I'm like, I look over to my left, there's some platforms, there's a pillar, and there's some wheels. I'm like, I can make a cart. 
you know, I'm going to be a little bit okay. more, and you know me, I'm not a very, uh, I, I, I'm not a dreamer. I don't sit here and think of like how to make things. I'm not a crafter. Is that? A- I'm not a dreamer. <laughs> I'm not a dreamer. A funny, I, it's a I funny way to describe <laughs> I can't. I don't have the biggest imagination for creating things. Okay, <laughs> listening to John Lennon's "Imagine," and you're like, "Not me, sir. <laughs> Not cannot." <clears throat> so, I'm no lie. It took me 30 minutes to build a wagon. Okay, but this was a wagon with two levels. It had two floors. Oh shit! You made the double decker London bus. Let's <laughs> go. And I want. I was like, you know what? On my travels, I'm gonna pick up some like sticks and stuff like that, and you can make stones, fuse them to your sticks to make them stronger because. Items break as the you whack stick. things. So I made like axes stuff. I'm like, I'm gonna store that up top. I grabbed a pillar and I put it in the front like a battering ram. So if like if because there's some big creatures and I thought I'm gonna run into. I was thinking of everything. You know, I was going crazy. How well that work out for you? Okay, I'm getting to it. <laughs> okay, this is my only big story so far. Because after that, I took a break because I, I 30 minutes of my time. This is wonderful. I'm <laughs> loving this. Okay, so. You also can summon these new devices that are in this Hyrule world now where they're literally powered by this battery that your arm literally has. And when you whack it, it turns on whatever the device is. And you can actually equip fans that when you hit them, just will start blowing air in the direction you set them up on something. All right. And I set it up on the back end of the wagon, kind of like that's my power to drive it forward because I don't have any horses or anything. This man has a zero carbon footprint. (laughs) We're doing great. So then I looked. I'm like, oh, I can make turrets. Like these flaming turrets that will emit flames in front of wherever you place it. So I'm like, I'm going to put that in the front of the battering ram. All right. And on the sides. So I'm now protected. I put up walls. So if people shoot archers. Dude, I went full. This is like going to be my mobile fortress for the rest of the game. <laughs> okay. I'm going to bring it to the town. And I, and they don't, when you come back, it's not gone. It stays where yeah. you left it. Whatever you build is there. So all of a sudden I decided, all right, I'm going to whack the machine. Let's get to that town, right? When I whacked the machine, I didn't know that means it powers every device you've hooked up to the thing. So the flame thing starts shooting nonstop, and I kind of had a I had a spear in my hand, uh-huh. and I panicked, so I turned my body, and it caught my stick on fire. I did not think the fire was that realistic in a Zelda game. All of a sudden, as my guy lifted up his spear, it touched the roof of my fucking wagon, <laughs> and it catches on fire. <laughs> so I run out of that bitch because it was it was setting me on fire, and I only have four health. All of a sudden, in a matter of like five seconds, the whole, I'm literally watching, like you could have, it's like a, from a movie. I'm just watching this thing go up in flames and then a pile of ash just sits there. It's gone. And I think, all right, maybe the items will respawn. I turn around. It's just not coming back. That's the funniest fucking thing. So that spot is just gone. And I sat 30 minutes, man. I looked at the clock. I'm like, see, this is why I don't like playing video games sometimes. Cause I feel like I did nothing. I achieved nothing some men just want to watch the world burn <laughs> i'm not one of those men like I, just... I felt like simone you know <laughs> just kidding oh my good god brother no but that was my first uh, thing so then after that i walked to town so i wasted another 10 minutes having to walk the whole way <laughs> so yeah hey what happened to that the cart you were building don't, don't you ever bring that up. up again shut up jim <laughs> So, yeah, I'm just already having a good time. Uh, I'm hoping to bring it with me when I go to Hawaii because there's no way I'll be done this game even by then. Oh, no. It's a big game. I mean, I, I know in Breath of the Wild you could immediately – bad idea, but you could just immediately you run can do it in and this. fight. They say, like, you could just go yeah. and fight Ganon or whoever the big bad is just right away. Let me tell you, the simple enemies, it's like Elden Ring. One swing, you could lose half of your four health bars you have. That makes sense. Now, good thing is you can pause it at any point, eat, and heal. But um. Oh, it's Skyrim rules. Hell yeah. Oh, I've crafted so much food because I'm like, no, I'm stacking this up. Okay, so have you thought about the visual that's actually going on with your character? Like, he's about to get hit, and then he just pauses for a minute, and fucking Speed cooks some ramen and then shoves it all in his face. Because that was my favorite visual in Skyrim. It's like you're getting your ass whooped, and then your character, in less than a second, pulls out like eight wheels of cheese and eats them all, just right shoveling them in his mouth. And then he fucking pulls his sword back up and he says, right, have at you. (laughs) And that must be a terrifying visual. No, I believe it. Give me a minute. (laughs) Who is this man? Oh, Oh my my God. God. It's Jason Bourne. His his wounds (laughs) stopped bleeding after he ate four wheels of cheese. Why? How does he not gain weight? Have you not read Greek philosophy? Cheese is the flesh. Oh man, but no, it's it's a good ass time. Yeah, sounds sounds like a lot of fun. But that's it, man. Nothing else really to say. Uh, more of uh, more of the same. Work in the grind. So uh, 
that's it for me. There it is. Yes. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I, as far as podcast stuff goes, be ready for a cool episode with a cool guest next week. And then um, I think in July is when we're going to be doing our seasonal stuff. We might get one or two episodes yeah. out maybe in June, but you've got vacation coming up. So I'm going to have to do some wacky stuff. My first podcast vacation. Yeah, I'm going to have to do some stuff on my own. Hopefully I can get some guests and do some, some fun episodes. But uh, yeah, who knows? I'll be there in spirit. He'll be there in spirit. There it is. guy i'm bad at this job no worries who, who i was gonna say i was gonna job. try to say how do we make that into a bromance because we're gonna talk about the best bromances the best bromances uh the best platonic relationships do we have a like a definition of bromance so, are we just gonna say it's when you love your bro so much it's like a romance so yeah that's kind of what i, I just took and looked through and found essentially the deepest friendships that i could you know what I mean? To where it's like if you walked in on two people like snuggling, you would just be like, oh, that's just them. There's like nothing romantic there. You're just your your platonic life partners. You See, know some I mean? of them I have, I don't think are that close, but I know they're probably the closest out of everyone in the group almost. Sure. Not all of them. but they, they can't all be like the shining examples that we're going to get to. You we know? don't even cuddle. No, no. But I, I would say that we have some sort of a bromance, you know? Yeah, but we haven't cuddled. Yeah, True. True. <laughs> But it also wouldn't be that weird, you know? No, no. I've actually cuddled with Robbie, technically, yeah. when we went to Warp Tour. Without a doubt. I've, I've snuggled with plenty of dudes. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I also, I didn't, I didn't keep it gendered as well. I know we're using the term bromances, but I think that's just, I have some, some, fr- like, f- two girls in, like, a bromance, quote unquote. I have, like, guy and girl. I just pretty much found, like, two, two peas in a pod. As far as like friends went, I, I just did bros. That's fair because it's like bro code. I just I was I was there, and then I'm looking through, and I'm like, oh well, they're really close, but they don't fit the bro. But you know, you can have a bromance with anybody. You know, you can do whatever you want. Be gay, do crimes. That's what I say. Be gay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's do this. We're going to announce the anime before. The, the characters, not like we're going to have spoilers. Probably but won't spoil just, much. Just want to at least let you know where ch- each character is coming from. Yeah, so. yeah for sure. So uh, do you want to start out with like the shining example of bromance? I think we both have one in mind that's the... Do, should kinda, we start there or should kinda we Kind of like makes there? up our show. It kind of makes sense. Maybe not. If I don't know. Where if, there's two examples of this possibly. All right. Well, let's start off with it, the best examples and then we'll kind of work our okay, way Okay, but we're both going to agree that it's Hunter Hunter right Hunt, now. Gone and Kilo. Gone and Kilo. Hunter Hunter. Okay. Have, That's the one where almost anything on Instagram, I show like two anime characters that are like brotherly. Yep. That's our characters, you know, in a way. Immediate bond between the two of them. Yeah. They're, they're as close. Like... It's not just them being buddies, you know? It's not just two 12-year-olds being friends. They have fucking pillow fights. I know they're, like, younger, but it's like they literally do everything together. They are... You're not kidding. They're this, The gang splits up in Hunter Hunter at various points, you know? Yeah. But Gon and Kilua are... The all one way, constant the uh, whole way through. Inseparable. And then as you get into the later arcs, you see, like, deep, true caring, especially from Kilua's part. Like, yeah. Gon kind of goes off the rails a little bit, and he kind of switches sh- spots. He's got his own shit going on, yeah. but, like, the the pure raw emotion in some of, some of the scenes where Kilo is looking at Gon and being like, what happened to you, boy? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Where's that sweet boy? <laughs> what happened, friend? Yeah, it's... They, they just care so much for each other. I was going to say, we've talked about these characters nonstop, but it's almost like we have to start it at the top, where uh, the best like bromance ever yeah uh there is another one though from the same creator i was, I was thinking yeah, ah, that was another peak of mine okay so from yu yu Hakusho, we're talking about are we talking about kuwabara and, and yusuke, yusuke. Okay. as much as i love hiei kurama there there's not a bromance because even i mean in his own way but hiei doesn't ever get really really close with kurama he just talks like yeah. shit with him and stuff that's about it they're both actually 
fairly good examples of like asexual characters. They just don't seem to have much interest in in pursuing sex. Like Karama's approached by women, and he's just oh, like, he just, eh, I don't know. He's like, Ed, are you a plant? No. The All right. Old, like, thanks, sweetie. Now I could see them. I I actually really enjoy like I know, a boys' like, love of them too. I think it's adorable. you were gonna buy a dojin of that if it was. I'm yeah. all, I'm all set separating that because I don't like them like that i just think they have a really cute couples dynamic i get it when we just get, don't they don't even interact even as people they do like it's to a, each other you the know? scene i think of we'll get to use k and kuwabara but we're talking <laughs> about this right now the scene i think of is when they're in the wacky house and he doesn't want to put on the de- the spirit detecting uh patch so everybody can know he's safe and then kurama just oh. walks up and sticks it on him and like sticks his tongue out or something and is like i don't care I'm not afraid of Hiei. Look at him. He's looking. <laughs> I totally out. forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, it's those moments where like, he. You're gonna do whatever I. It's like I don't care. Oh yeah, that's pretty. Kurama is without a doubt the top in that relationship. Um, <laughs> it, and I love. I just love how Kurama doesn't see Hiei as a threat. He sees him as just kind of a, a silly little guy. It could also be just like anyone is with their like best friend. Like I'm gonna like you're yeah. not gonna tell me what to do. Yeah. Yeah, like, like stop, put put down the facade. You don't have to be big and bad. It's me. Look, I'm pretty sure even if I was like, if it had to do something with my safety, you would come up. Yeah, I may be able to knock your ass out, but you're not gonna be scared in that moment. You're like, you're gonna fucking do this. That's what I mean. You're like when you put your foot down, you put yeah. your foot down. Yeah. So but that, I see that yeah. when we get to the shipping episode, we'll talk more about uh, <laughs> Kurama and. But no, let's get to Yusuke and uh, Kubara. Yeah, because that is a, a. I almost think not more. But it's amazing that the characters, see, Killua and Gon immediately liked each other. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, another kid, same age, we like the same things, everything's cool. Kuwabara and Yusuke is an enemies to lovers. They were literally <laughs> rivals. They, they they hate each other. They, you know, Kuwabara always got his ass kicked, and he's like, I'm going to, you know, take you on. And then when he dies, it's like, it changed everything to where Kuwabara was like, when Yusuke dies. Yeah, and when that's Yusuke not a spoiler, dies, everybody. That happens in first like, the episode, episode of Yu Yu Hawk Show. It's 1992. It's 30 yeah. years old. But yeah, yeah you, you, in this. Changes Yusuke's mind about like thinking he's a piece of shit and worthless. Kuwabara is bawling his eyes out his, at his funeral, and it seems so inappropriate. But he's he's just trying to rip Yusuke out of his casket to fight him. And yeah, yeah. on the surface that's dumb, but that's Kuwabara's relationship. And then their bond is just still more nagging at each other when they get to Beast Castle. And then when Kuwabara seems like he's gonna die or is yeah, dying, is in Yusuke is, goes out there to pretty much be like, "Yo, stop being careless. Let me take him on. You don't yeah. risk your life." Yeah, so. the only time that Yusuke ever really comes out of his shell and is able to use his full power is when he thinks that Kuwabara's life is in danger. Like he loves his other friends, but Kuwabara yeah. is his homie. That's a bromance right there. That is an old school. Uh, Tagashi knows how to write wonderful male relationships. He's the king. He really is the king of writing friendships. If only his health was better. Yeah. Eventually, we get Jing and Paris and Hunter Hunter to just be like buddies. <laughs> They're just like best friends. Like, how did this happen? What? Hey, that's another opposite bromance. Maybe best rivals is Jing versus. Uh, yeah. That uh, see, that's yeah. gonna be an. It, that's going to be Paris an enemy, enemies to lovers thing. Like Goku, Vegeta. It's like now they just now they just kiss. <laughs> hey, there's another bromance. I didn't write that one down. I did. It, it really stems from a, a friendly rivalry. But I guess by the especially by the time you get to Super, I was going to say you dude. when you I I don't look at Super a lot. I don't when I think about Dragon you didn't Ball. Watch it, I, know. I didn't watch a lot of it. I I really keep like my can my head cannon ends at Dragon Ball Z and Vegeta and Goku were not bros. In the entirety of Dragon Ball Z, they had a mutual like understanding. Maybe at the end of the Boo Saga, they might maybe. I was gonna say they've had a lot of moments. Hey, what brothers don't fight, right? Yeah, uh, yeah but you in- know what brother doesn't try to kill the other brother, right? Yeah, I'm just kidding. yeah. I mean, at one point or another, sure. Um, in Super, though, I I would say they probably. But you can probably speak more to it. You watch the entire thing. Yeah, well, my whole thing is I even I'll go to Dragon Ball GT. Uh, for Goku and Vegeta, though we could say it's not canon, it's canon, it's still a lot of part of history. In that one, when even Vegeta grows like the mustache, the one thing I'll say I kind of did like about Vegeta's character is he really starting to soften up because he had yes. Bola. Oh, yeah. You know, he had a lot more kids. He was maturing. And there was a time where literally, you know, I remember the scene where Goku's a kid right now. And Vegeta's sitting on the bridge, and he powers up to Super Saiyan. It's time. You've waited long enough. We're going to fight each other again. And then Goku's, like, stomach growls. He's like, can we do this another time? And Vegeta just starts laughing with him. And it's like, before, that would have pissed him off, but he actually gets a kick out of it. Yeah. So they slowly and more and more become so close. And, yeah, it's literally rivals to brothers in a way. And they are Saiyans, so technically they're all related. 
So yeah, there's definitely a the Saiyan a, pride, you know. Yeah, there's something about the Saiyan race, the Saiyan blood running through them that connects, especially Vegeta. How he had he his goal for the longest time was essentially champion the Saiyan race. And even though Goku's an asshole as far as Vegeta is concerned, because he keeps beating his ass, at the end of the day, like that he they share some kinship. Yeah, but he did kill Nappa. And that Nappa was a full blow. Either way, Na- Nappa was a psychopath. Vegeta changed a lot. Vegeta, you know, he he went through some stuff there. All right, but I'll let you go next because we've kind of been just layering each other on top. Yes. Of the okay. All right. Um. So here's one of my intergender bromances. Um. I'm going Denji in power, and I know we've only had from Chainsaw Man. Yep. Uh, I've I know we've only had a season with them, but they're already like two dumbass peas in a pod, and I fucking love them. Like I love their relationship. They're just they're two eight year olds in adult bodies that can turn into goddamn demons and kill people, and it's the best dynamic. I wanted ever. to kind of counter because I was going to mention is Denji and Aki kind of got a bromance. Now by the end of the show, they've really like started to respect each other. From being kicked in the nuts the first time, Aki to now both of them kicking the guy in the yeah. nuts at the end and kind of like letting everything. Like, I think out. You're, I think you're building there. I really do. So it's not like a power in Denji, of course. But then is it a bromance if, like like Denji said, oh, if she died right now, I probably wouldn't care. I think that's just Denji's fucked up. Like, I don't yeah. think Denji could feel that way about anybody, you know? He, he's infatuated with Makima, but he's also, like, this is the only experience puberty-wise he's ever had other than the physical changes. Like, he's never had the chance to fawn over a girl. That was nothing to him. So, I, yeah, I think there, I think he's getting there. Um, okay. But Definitely. power, yeah. Yeah, him and power, just call it what you want, but their their friendship, again, they're just two dumbass peas in a pod, and I love every second of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to go to one that is maybe questionable because there's actually um, there's many people that are close in that show, but I'm going to go with Dr. Stone. Okay, I think we might have the same exact one. Is it one. Senku and Chrome? Yes. Okay. <laughs> They're bros. People they would have think a it's Taiju, but they were originally friends. I get it, but they don't even interact a lot. And in the new season, uh, Taiju's a part of the uh, the the physical team yeah. that does all the like the laborish stuff, while Senku's the science team. So they really separate the characters almost in every aspect because they're so opposites. But Chrome and Senku from completely three thousand years apart, because Senku grew up earlier, and then you know Chrome's later. They have the meeting of the minds, and it becomes such a bromance, and yeah. you know that. And Chrome learns so much from Senku that Senku is proud of every accomplishment he's able to do and solve before even Senku does. Like, he discovers things mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It's, it's kind of crazy, and I like their their relationship. Well, that was what I was going to say, is that Senku's not—what Senku's most proud about is not Chrome's ability to learn from Senku, but Chrome's ability to figure shit out yeah, on his own. Yeah. Because Senku has all the nut, he was taught this stuff. He had Chrome doesn't. He's actually learning from Chrome. The it, this is all. It, it's pretty much instinct for Chrome. How he's figured out that. It, granted, he's not as advanced as Senku, but Senku also understands that there is a mile long difference between right. the knowledge that was available to both these guys. Yeah. If so, everybody talks about how Jotaro from JoJo's <laughs> Bizarre Adventure loves Koichi because he's reliable. I think the same. There's a very similar dynamic there. Senku loves Chrome because he knows that he yeah. can let if he tells Chrome to do something, Chrome's gonna get it done one way or the other because it's what needs to be done. You know? It's not like a power thing. It's just he can trust this motherfucker. You know, you know what's crazy though? The more I've watched, because now I'm on to the newest season, all that. We we went from like Senku's alright, Senku's good around other people, to now I'm like, but I really like Senku. He's great. He is such a openly like the the whole thing. I love it when all my homies succeed. He likes it when all these talented people are able to achieve all this greatness. Yep. And he doesn't tell people to do it out of like dictatorship. It's more of like, only you can do this. If you can do this, we can get this. Yep. And then they do it and they work their ass off. And he's like, well done and all that stuff. He's a great community leader. And I'm just like, damn, dude. And so as I'm watching, I'm like, I like him more and more. And like you just said, Chrome, when he solves these things, he's not like, huh, I should have knew that. Or whatever, or he gets upset like, oh yeah, you should have known that. Yeah. He, he doesn't care. He loves it. When Chrome figures so. out the eyeglass thing during his <laughs> uh, his fight, Senku borderline cries. <laughs> He's so happy. Yeah, and he does something in this third season, and it's like, man, Chrome, you really come in the clutch. But Senku knows that everyone he recruits or recruits, I mean, like more saves yeah. and try to save more people. They all have a community share, mm-hmm. and they all do their job, and he loves them for it. So there's a reason I bought the Senku figure at Anime. You Boston. know, it makes a lot of sense. He's yeah. really he's a great character. 
All right. So um, I lied earlier when I said I didn't have one from Dragon Ball Z. I actually do. Oh. Um, I put Goten and Trunks. Kid Goten and Trunks. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. They're, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, there's no reason eight-year-olds can't have a bromance. You know what I mean? No, they, they did everything together. During, a lot of it was filler in a way, and I still enjoyed it. At one know? point, they're quite literally the same person. Yeah. They share the same brain cells at one point, or brain cell probably is. And they bit, fuse. That's what that's a big brotherly thing. That's right what there. I was that's what oh, I meant. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they fuse. Yes. <laughs> yes, they do. Simple JD here. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean I don't know that there's too much to say about them other than literally they're together. Uh, again, I haven't watched much of Super, but that dynamic stays, right? Like, they're always... I've seen the beginning, yeah, like, 20 but, episodes. Uh, Super was like, hey, remember when Goku's the main character? Let's yeah. keep it going. Yeah. But through the entirety, like, they're they're homies through the entire thing. They complain together. They fucking go on... They get in hijinks. Shenanigans abroad. Like, they're just... I I know GT. I guess we brought it up earlier. GT kind of fucks around with their super friend dynamic, but... Well, yeah, because they separate Goten and Trunks because Trunks goes on all the missions and Goten's just at Goten's home. just trying to get laid. Yeah. Like, literally, that's all He's he wants to do. He's being a teenager, you know? Yeah, so that kind of sucks, but, you know, we'll, we'll stick with the true canon stuff. Bros, bros for life, without a doubt. Bros for life. Bros for life. All right. Well, I'm going to pull one from uh, Fate Zero. You son of a bitch. Oh, we have the same ones It's the almost whole way. in the exact. That was literally my next one after oh. Goten, but hit me. What do you got? Waver and Ryder. My guy. It's like the only bromance that actually makes sense for the entire thing. This is honestly appropriate that we keep having so much overlap because this is proving we're our bro- we're proving our bromance we're right pro- here. There's only one I didn't write down because I thought it was your honor and only you should. I think have I know which say. one. That I is. I know we know which yeah. one, but I'm just saying that's your honor to mention. But a lot of these, I'm like, look, he's probably gonna think these, but I don't care. It's it's the best bromances, so we got to mention it. So, so Waver and Ryder. I've recently watched Fate Zero. He's fresh. Uh, I, I remember I told you after watching it a second time over, I realized why it is really good and I can pick up more things. But however, if you if you expect like a spectacle with a lot of like hopefully hapful joyfulness at the end, you, you're not going to get that. It's a sad fucking It's a series. very depressing, sad show in a way without it's like sprinkled in that action and that crazy world building. And then it's like, yeah, dark despair. And yep. and if you didn't know there was a continuation, you'd be like, well, that just kicked me in the nuts. <laughs> so. But I will say that the only beacon of light, the only thing, and the reason why I like Unlimited Blade Works is there's more downtime and more times to kind of connect the the servant and master yep. to get that bond. At, yeah, le- they, at they, least they, with Shiro and uh, and uh, Saber. Yeah, more Saber so. and all that stuff. But not only that, because Archer is in, so it's like a group of four. Yeah. And sometimes they have banter around each other. Even that is important. Yeah, you do get a lot of Rin Archer. That's fair. Yeah, and, and it's kind of good that way. And the only thing we get a Fate Zero because Kiritsugu and Saber are separated is is Waver and Ryder are basically like living the life because Ryder wants to experience everything the New World has to offer, and Waver doesn't because he's kind of like a you know he keeps to himself. Yeah, but he does it, and they slowly grow a bond over mm-hmm. it, and they become literally a bromance to where. Uh, Ryder was the servant, and then he becomes the master at the end because Waver cares for him so much. Kind of, yeah. It's like so. There's a little bit of mentorship there. Yeah, I, I was think, gonna say teacher. I think they could also, if we did like a best mentors, best senseis. I think Ryder would still qualify, but by the by the kind of end of the series, Ryder quite literally makes Velvet his um. What's the term? What's the term that he used? Subordinate. Uh, no, no, it's uh. When so when you die, this person is supposed to like take over. Air. Sky it's not that one. My God. But yes. I'm giving you everything. I know. <laughs> it's a similar I just can't remember the actual term. But it's like an old ancient like war thing. When a warlord dies, he he passes down. He passes that he'd like give his generals, he'd say, All right, now you except what Alexander literally what Alexander the Great did is yeah. when he died, he split up his territory between all of his generals. And there was a term for that, and I forget it right now. And I apologize, but anyway, so he at, by the end of the series he acknowledged Waver as an equal is what I'm getting at. Yeah. So official bromance, no and, longer mentorship, but now they're buddies. And Waver standing in front of Gilgamesh, like yeah, you know, I'm, the, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up for my master, or whatever, and you know keep his name. And it's like it made me like Waver, even though he wasn't my favorite character because of how much he changed yes. because of Ryder. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and also uh, spoilers, but 
he is at the end for like the last one minute of Unlimited Blade Works, and I never put that together. Oh, Waver is? Yes. Really? When, well, you, I don't know if you watched the epilogue. I you did. Never, you did? Yeah. So when Shiro is at the um, the clock tower, I think it's called, the which is the London headquarters for the mages, uh-huh. when he's there for Ren, essentially, because Ren is taking classes, yep. and Shiro didn't know if he wanted to join, he's walking through the hallway, and this guy with long black hair, because he's grown out and he has a red scarf. Okay. And he starts talking to Shiro. He's like, I've heard a lot about you. And he's like, you know, you should stick to it, blah, blah, blah. And then he smiles as Shiro walks away. And you look at his face, and he's got that. He's like, he's now a teacher there. Okay. And it's Waver. Word. And I looked up. I'm like, is that Waver? It's like, yes, that is Waver. I'm like, oh, my God. So he's doing well for himself. So it really ends with a lot of positives that I'm like, this is why I love this fucking show. I think I really checked out after the wrestling match in the epilogue. Oh yeah! I remember Ren has a wrestling match. Yeah, with but the that's okay. I, I enjoyed it. No, yeah, sure. It was it was. It fun. was actually a pretty good episode. But man. after that, I they was went just... they went out to have uh, like uh, lunch together. Sure. And then they visited uh, Saber's grave. Yeah. The real King Arthur's yeah. grave, and Shiro said some words, and I'm like, I don't know, man. It was really nice. It was Fair. a good ending. Fair enough. After May- what you get in Fate Zero, I need this. This is like four years ago that I watched it, I so I probably that's why I said rewatch it whenever you can. But you know, sure, a lot of anime. Yeah, there is a lot of anime out there. Uh, all right, let's see. We already did them. All right, I'm going from uh, JoJo's Part 4. Uh, it's Okiyasu and Josuke. Another enemies to lovers situation. You really like that shit. It's fucking great, dude. I love... <laughs> yeah, no. Um, God, if anybody's seen JoJo's Part 4, I, they're just... Okiyasu's, again, one of the dumbest guys in the world, and we love him for it. But just him and Josuke are... They're just homies. After it's like, hey, Josuke... My brother's not here anymore, so I'm gonna follow you around forever. Josuke's like, I right, cool. I they they con money out of a a person who is probably easily conned in Shigeki. They just they do Poor everything guy. together. They eat Italian food <laughs> together. Um, no, they do everything together. It's really the memes that are my favorite. It's like, oi, Josuke, I used the hand to erase my balls. Now I don't have balls. Isn't that wacky? <laughs> Isn't that weird? It's. <laughs> It's always just some I used the hand to erase something. Isn't that wacky? Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, it's the fuck it's one of my favorite meme templates. I was gonna say, when it comes to JoJo's, I think that's probably the most I mean, you could say in part five, some of the bonds with Giorno and stuff like yeah. that. Like Bucciarati, would you say? Or I think it... Bucciarati really leans into that mentor role. Like yeah, I don't okay. know if he really broke but down. Josuke's friendship, yeah. I think Josuke. What is the other guy's what's his other friend's name? Josuke's friend that you were just saying? Okiyasu. His name is Okiyasu. Yeah. I could never remember that guy's name. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, he's he's just a goofball. And I, I could have put like the Stardust Crusaders. Yeah. But as much as like, yes, Jotaro and Kekyoin were friends, but they weren't like like these are just straight up teenage goofballs, you know, being best friends. Like they're the Stardust Crusaders were more on a mission. It was, it was like I respect and love you. This is like, oi, Josuke, I used the hand to erase global debt. Isn't that wacky? <laughs> <laughs> and Josuke's like, it sure is, buddy. Way to go. You way to go. So yeah, that's that's my JoJo's representation. Okay, this one before I get to my list, I'm like going off the dome because I. You know, we talk about old classics, but there's one thing I always remember as a constant. I'm going to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh, the original. Ooh, Joey right. Willer and Yugi. Set, I mean, is Seto that Kaiba a- and Money? Yeah. Okay. I was going <laughs> to say you can't say Seto Kaiba and his brother because they're actual brothers. They're actually brothers, but it's Joey Wheeler and Yugi. Let's just not forget like the first couple episodes when literally the Exodia cards are thrown off into the water and Joey dives into the water. Oh my God, that's right. I thought, I for some you reason, fr- I thought he was going to throw the bug kid off, but no, he dives off a cargo ship. And it doesn't even matter because the, the cards get destroyed, but yeah, the cargo ship that's moving along, and I think it was a storm or something, or yeah. like high waves. How did he get back? I don't know. <laughs> well, but we this can't man, kill him. Boy didn't even think. He just jumped first, and that was like just to start out with, and then everything else they've done is like brotherly, like... And Yugi knows that he's doing this for his sister, so in a way, they know they're both going to try to win this thing. I don't know. It's just, I remember their bonds throughout a lot of things. I think there was a, I remember when they did the Labyrinth together, Yeah. so they kind of played together, so that kind of brought their bonds together when they worked together. 
That was kind of cool. No, that's that's a good one. I don't remember a lot of specifics about Yu-Gi-Oh. No, because we haven't watched it since we were young. But it was very much like the, it. It was stated in the first like couple episodes or whenever he beat Kaiba the first yeah. time. It's the power of friendship. They didn't pull no punches. That's what it was. They the literally fucking, make marks on the hands. They got the, the symbol with the sharpie, and that's that's there in that's their the mind symbol. for the rest of time. And yeah, it's when every time Joey actually wins an important fucking battle, it's because he's like, I gotta do it for you. I can't let him down and my sister Serenity. And and if we don't forget Dungeons and Dice, Yugi literally goes against the dungeon guy, uh, dungeon dice guy, to save Joey from being a dog uh, for like a whole month or something of service. Yeah. I'm not saying you wouldn't do that for any of your friends, but the fact that he's willing to do that. And I think he risks like never to play dual monsters again if you lose. Some ridiculous He literally bullshit. put, like, that's a big deal for a guy that's literally won the championship and now can't play anymore. Imagine, like, another Egyptian god thing, like, person <laughs> walks up to you and he's like, I found you, Pharaoh. I can't Battle play. me. I, I have contract. I, it literally I says would, I can't. I'd love to, uh, but I can't. Uh, so I, I'm sorry. I'm, I play Pokemon now. We can do that. I play Magic the Gathering. Yeah, no, we can play Magic. It's actually a lot better than Yu-Gi-Oh, if I'm being honest. I'm not going to lie. I can't even win in Magic. I've lost every tournament. Yeah. <laughs> He's really... This thing, not useful. Pharaoh, no idea what's going on. That's a, No, I love the example. It's my favorite is him diving off the boat, though. That's fucking prime. Yep. I forgot about that. Joey fucking Wheeler, man. Good. Oh, man. Why was he from Brooklyn? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Here's one. Uh, I'm going from Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, no. Yeah. We're what? going. Uh, <laughs> I'm going Yuji and Nobara. Oh, so you did. the Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Why well, would well, you think? What do you think I was doing? Uh, what I'm going to pick. So I won't say it. Oh, you got a Jujutsu Kaisen one, too. Oh, that's. Okay, good call. No, I know who you're talking about, but I'm sticking with Yuji and Nabara. Go, go, go uh, for it. They're just there. I would, I would add Megami in there, but he's too emo right now. No, to he's accept being a Sasuke. romance. Yeah, he's being Sasuke. Yeah, like you. I guess you could make the argument Naruto and Sasuke, but again, too. too I don't emo. put him as a bromance. I, I know diehards. I mean, I'm a Naruto diehard in a way, and I don't call it a bromance because I hate type of relationship like that. Well, you're my friend, Sasuke. Eh? <laughs> no, I don't like that. You know, like yeah. hate to be. Fr- I know Vegeta and Goku did that, but it wasn't like that. Eventually, they get to, like, holding hands, you know. <laughs> they get there, bro. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Yuji and Nobara, they're just uh, kind of like Denji and Power, just not quite as as dumbass, but just two peas in a pod, you know, just buddies from the beginning, and you really see it when they start picking on Megami. Yeah. Megami, is it Megami and they, or Megami? Like, don't they enjoy, don't like, pretty much even Itadori likes to go shopping. Yeah. So, like, they both celebrate when they're going to Tokyo because they think they're both going to enjoy the luxuries. And, of course, they're going there to kill a, a demon. Yeah, they do that but, whole demon. Yeah, because Gojo's like, you're here to kill a demon. They're <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. But, like, Megami didn't care, but they did. So, they're obviously, like, Power and Denji. They just they yeah. click. I did not. The 12 episodes. Um, uh, 24 episodes. 24. Of Jujutsu Kaisen. But they also, there were a lot of characters that they were trying to tr- introduce. It's I'm one not going to lie. The ending, too, when they fight together showed that they have a very... It, it, Made me think of brother and sisterly, like yeah. they have each other's back, but you know, same thing. And that's where, and yeah, that's where I'm coming from. You yeah. know, uh, I can't really say much more about it. I guess like what to... season two is coming soon. Season two is coming, um, so that'll be pretty cool. So you you have a jujitsu. Well, I have, um, which I'm sure, uh, yeah, uh, I'm gonna say from jujitsu kaisen, uh, Ao and Itadori. Yeah, my brother Toto. <laughs> it's literally yeah, Toto Ao. I think his name yeah. is Aoi. Um, I can't even say that. Aoi, right. maybe? I don't know. Aoi? That's uh, not how you say it, is it? A-O-I? I, I don't speak Japanese. So we'll just so call him I'm, Toto. Really, we're both flying by the seat of our pants Toto here. and Itadori. Like so Toto. literally, Itadori was forced into this bromance because he didn't <laughs> understand why he's calling his brother. Like, Toto has literally made this made this story up of how they became brothers. Yeah, just all, in, all because... But in the end, after the fight, it's not like Itadori doesn't accept it. They eventually literally just go around and he even says you got this my brother okay brother that they, they literally are now inseparable <laughs> i don't know why but it's like some jocho type of shit that i love so i had to put them on here as a bromance they haven't done a lot together yet but they like the same type of woman yeah that's the that's where it all starts and that's they the both only... can fight and kick yeah. ass so they love each other you know and they and when they were fighting the tree creature which i don't know the name of captain were, planet captain planet that's what right. we call Ca- that's captain what we call planet. them around here captain planet <laughs> But the organization and the uh, coordination they had with each other, well, like the claps and all that, like is only something brotherly people could do where they just know how to work together without even training together. Yeah. 
So, I mean, they're like a, one of the peaks for bromance. Honestly, even if it's a completely one-sided bromance, Toto loves enough for both of them. I know, but Itadori seems to accept it. Yo, I think, isn't there one scene after the fight, like later on, where Toto runs up to him in like the school and he's like, my brother, and Itadori's like, Jesus Christ, man, calm down. No, that was the first meeting, but because uh, I've watched it recently. Okay. Later on, it's just, they it's, end like up, he, okay. he, it's like he slowly accepts it. Good, good. Yeah. yeah. But even in the beginning, good, good. T- Toto was enough for both of them. Yep. And I can I be thrown in there too because I also think Jennifer Lawrence is a b- wonderfully yeah. We've after we watch woman. Hunger Games, that's what you were. Yeah, no, I I love Jennifer Lawrence, and I don't care who knows it. <laughs> so yeah, throw me in on that. I'll join that bromance. All right, how many do you have left anyway? That's a great question, and I think I have four left. It's questions like those that make this country a wonderful place to live because you can ask those questions and not be afraid to be persecuted. If if you uh, vote for me in November, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. I got uh, five more. All right. Yes, and you're going more. next. Oh, I'm going more. Yay. Okay. All right. Here is a lady bromance. It is from K-On, and it is Mio and Ritsu. For context for you, buddy, because I know you haven't seen K-On, it's the bassist and the drummer. I figured it was one of the, yeah, some of the. The rhythm section. Yeah. They uh, So uh, the whole group of five obviously has this really deep bond. But Mio and Ritsu were friends before the band started, as okay. to where everybody else became friends through the band. So these two have been friends since they were elementary school kids. And they're almost the exact opposite opposite of each other. And it's just one of those great, great like relationship dynamics where they really like Ritsu is wild and loud and reckless, and Mio is ve- kind of prim and proper, but also very socially scared, socially awkward, kind of comey got comey stuff going on yeah wicked stage fright not as bad as comey obviously but it's it's around there so just their dynamic you know ritsu's always yelling and ritsu's one of the only people that can kind of get mio to come out of her shell and when ritsu's being an absolute dumbass the person that hits her on the back of the head and provides her anime bump is is mio yeah oh yeah i think it i think it's worth uh it's worth the bromance okay a mance, if you will <laughs> but that kind of sounds like some black magic shit. That sounds like some sus shit. That's some black magic <clears throat> shit. I'm going to necromance something, and then I'm going to cismance something. Oh. Oh. All right. Um, so mine's coming from Tokyo Revengers. Okay. we Look at us. I had that one, too. Oh, my son of a bitch. Of course. Well, it may not be the same one, I, though. I, I, is it maybe. Mikey and Ryuji Ken? Is that just Draken, right? Yeah, Draken. To- yeah, okay. Yes, it is yeah. the same one. Uh, I actually forgot his name, so I had to look it up and said Ryuji Ken. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he had a nickname like Mikey. Yeah, it's a dragon. Um, but um, yeah, because you know, some would think Takamichi and and Mikey, yeah. but that's not built upon until more of this season. I'd too. say Takamichi and the blonde guy who who showed yeah. up, that, Chizuru. Yes, they. And it gets more in the new season. I, I would say that one more so, but Mikey and Dragon. But yeah, I got to say Mikey and Dragon because obviously Takamichi's whole goal in the you know the first season. Uh, it's not a big spoiler. Uh, it's just that he's trying to make it so Mikey and a Draken stay close friends. And yeah. I would say they're like on the brotherly love scale. I'm pretty sure Draken at some point has like driven Mikey home. Like when he was. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, like on his back. And it's like, es- that's only a brotherly thing I would ever think about. They're you know? essentially brothers. And the only reason they split up is because some absolute heinous shit goes down like outside and a guy's of trying their to divide control. Them. Yeah. But it's kind of built on that. The whole Tokyo Revengers is about a gang. So it's like when you're in a gang of like bikers and stuff like that, it is a brotherly love anyway. Oh, yeah. But there are some main focuses and main characters, and that would be Mikey and Draken. It's like we've both seen Sons of Anarchy, if anybody out there. Oh, it's yeah. very much like uh, Jax and Opie. Just like the Yo, two. Oh. The, the, Draken is Mikey's right-hand man through thick or thin. Yeah. You know, until obviously you get mega manipulated by mega manipulator man. But yeah. what are you gonna do? I'm sure if somebody if if somebody wanted to split us apart, it couldn't be too hard, right? Would it be? I don't know. Uh, I think it'd be pretty hard. If you think you can split us apart, <laughs> try right try now. Try it. Go for it. <laughs> Test your might. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's it for me there. Hell yeah, good good addition, and you're taking all of mine. All right, so uh, I, well, I guess I'm gonna have to go with ones that you haven't seen gonna, then. Oh, I was gonna say I'll take another one here. No, this one's from Dragon Maid. <clears throat> And uh, this one is a straight-up bromance yeah, in the classical term. So uh, it is between Fafnir and Takia. And for some context, uh, Fafnir is a Norse dragon. He's actually uh, 
I think he inspired Smog a little bit. Oh, he's one of the classic. Um, he's a dwarf that ended up hoarding a bunch of gold and slowly turned into a dragon in classic Norse literature. Where I think he's from. I think he's Norse somewhere up there. Uh, either way, so they use a lot of historical dragon, at least names in Dragon Maid, and uh, yeah. So we have one fucking dragon who thinks like humans are ants, and then we have Takia. <laughs> who is uh, Miss Kobayashi's co-worker yeah. who also codes. And the only... Yes, he's a coder. Like, he's just some computer nerd, he whatever. codes things. Yeah. So the reason that these two become friends is because Fafnir finds a an obsession with online gaming. He find, He's like you when you were 14 and learned World of Warcraft was really fun. Yeah. So that that's what Fafnir spends all of his time in the human world doing is playing games he literally moves in with Takia, who is also a mega otaku, and they spend all of their time playing MMOs together. Oh, yeah. They're just going to play video games all day, shut in. Yeah. And again, this is a dragon who would, like, it sees humans as ants. They're nothing. Like, he does not care. You are a lesser being. I don't fuck. Who gives a shit? But he has made this deep, like, borderline emotional friendship with this just regular ass dude over online MMOs. And it's wonderful. It's so it's it's fucking great. Okay. Fafnir's just like his character design is just as dark and brooding. He kind of he's got a little Dracula character design in him, little vampiric, and it's it's adorable. Is it? Okay. It is. Yeah, Dragon Maid's got some questionable shit, but where it, I think it has enough wholesome shit that hasn't as, stopped you. Yeah, no, I, it's still really fun, even if it does have some unnecessary show to shit. But that, that neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. Okay. I got one that we both watched. Okay. Love it. Let's see if I did it. Don't again. you dare. So this bromance is Shirogane and Ayame from Fruits Basket. Okay, that's a good wow, I didn't even think How did I do it over you? Because JD is good. No, I was I was looking and I I scrolling through Mal, looked at Fruits Basket, and my immediate thought was nobody has healthy relationships in this show, and I scrolled past it. But Shirogane You're and right. Ayame have You're literally right. I think almost a Yaoi type of Vibe, that, where they, they will would be, make you they'll think be so. gay together. Yeah, they're like, oh, oh darling, you look I've so good. So oh, much. behave now. Yeah. Like they, they'll literally work themselves up. I've missed and, your warm embrace. <laughs> yeah, and everyone around them is so uncomfortable, but they're in their own little they world. Fight, yeah, and it's funny because I think that's what made me like Shirogane so much because everyone you know finds him kind of like that guy doing. He's things a manipulator. He's a manipulator. Kind of a piece he, of shit. He, he's making his own editor almost want to kill herself. That's how abusive he is to her. He's mentally. really bad, but. Because of his good nature towards, like, of course, wow, I'm losing my voice here. Uh, uh, Honda and all that stuff, Toru, mm-hmm. and you know he's he's very kind to her. And then the you know the the way he is with the Yame and certain characters and the like, kind of like great camaraderie he has. It made me like him a lot. It's like one of my favorite characters. So their brotherly embrace is kind of amazing. I uh, yeah, I agree with that because so. you have um, Hitori also who kind of grew up with them, but he's. He's just almost too serious to really lean into the. Is he full... the oldest? Because he acts I like the think oldest. He, I think they're they either they're all the same age or Hitori's a little bit older than him. I think he's just the more mature one, though. I think they're well, all the, the same age. Even if it's a year, always the oldest is going to most likely be the most mature. Yeah, that's yeah. just the, n- the natural way it's supposed to be. Or yeah. like you, technically. But I believe they were all in the same school year, so they're they're about the same age, give okay. or take. You know, but yeah, that that's a good one, and I'm upset that I completely overlooked it don't worry i i take care of things you pick me up where i fail and i appreciate you okay uh i actually because of some overlap i've only got two more uh and one of them this is this one i couldn't pick just two so i picked an entire group it's oh. a group of four uh and it's from wonder egg priority oh the entire Man, you are literally picking animes i don't watch i am sorry i don't I, you know i'm sorry so uh my favorite thing about Wonder Egg Priority is the friendships. Uh, the four girls all meet through this crazy, wacky bullshit that they're going through, cracking Wonder Eggs and all that, and they just become, they just become like so close, and it's so genuine. I guess like I've I've never been a teenage girl, so I don't know what like a, I've never experienced a fourteen year old girl's relationship, you know. But from on from the outside, it just it looks very very pure. You know, they're out here fighting the, in these crazy dreamscapes where they can die. They're doing, like, crazy magical girl battle shit. But they're also, there's also times where, like, one of them gets a date 
and they're like, yeah, screw all this like saving the world bullshit. We got girl talk, and that that's more important. Like our friend has a date, and she's very excited about it, and we need to be here to talk about it, and that's the most important thing here. So I yeah, going with the four girls. I Oto. Uh, we got Nehru, we got Momo, and we got, oh my God, what, Rika. Thank you. I would have punched myself in the head if I forgot about that. And they're all beautiful, and I love them all. All right. All right. All right. What do you got left? I got two more left, and my next one's going to be from Mobile Suit Gundam. Oh. Uh, Iron-Blooded Orphans. Iron-Blooded Orphans. And it's the only Gundam I show th- you've watched. Yeah, I was going to say that. I don't know. Well, G Gundam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just that shit fest. Um, <clears throat> so we have Orga and Mikazuki. Okay. I think we talked a little bit about We said his last name episode. wrong last episode. Oh, I know. Yeah. I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. I knew it wasn't watch, right, but we watch had over this... 200 anime now. I don't care. I know there's people that have watched 1,000. You start really having a hard time getting all the names, especially when they're big names. Look, we had to call them something, damn it. Orga's easy. It's like Orca, but yeah. Orga. All Orga. right? Yeah. Make it like that. It's a German guy saying Orca. <laughs> I don't know if that's <laughs> shit. <laughs> but yeah, Orga, Mikazuki, you literally have Orga, the head of the organization, and Mikazuki, it, it's like it's not the brotherly love that you would see in a world where no one's dying, and, and, and a, like, I'll give you a hug, brother. This is a part where you're, you're a soldier at a young age, yeah. so a way to show your brotherly love is I'll die for you. Yeah. Give a nice firm handshake. I love you, bro. That's it. But never really get that sensitive side. But they have that relationship to where no matter what, Mikazuki will sacrifice his own body for Orga. And Orga, because of Mikazuki's strong sternness and willing to do anything for him, does not try to show weakness so he can look like the hero Mikazuka wants him to be. So he builds him up. And it's a combination that is amazingly well done and grounded me to the show because I'm not a big Mobile Suit Gundam fan. But it was so good with the characters and 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 the the family aspect they made of it that I think it it, it extends from the brotherly love that is uh, Mikazuki and uh, Orga. It's like unlimited trust. Is that's what I really yeah. get out of because what you could say is only anime. No one could have unlimited trust, but you know some people do that for someone else. It's how it is. Well, they've right. gone. They they chose. I didn't see all, all of their backstory. I don't know if it elaborated on Not it more really. in season two. But they were obviously that. Yeah, they were obviously from some really really bad backgrounds. They you were see, orphans at a young age, having to survive. You the see streets. Mikazuki shoot a guy, and that's very early on. Like that's you know, so that's not really spoilers. You see him shoot a guy, and he's like, "Did I do good, Orga?" So there's definitely some like a, a psychologist would love to break down what the fuck's going on here because it's not what I would say is healthy. But at the end of the day, they have a bond that is pretty much unbreakable, and they'll do anything for each other. And, and when they you're, trust when each you're other like with anything. 16, 18 years old, and you've already been killing a bunch of people, yeah, I mean, you're not going to be a normal person growing no, up no these are child soldiers and this is what a child soldier this is how at least the this anime this is how they portrayed child soldier bonds you know yeah yeah hell yeah so i'm gonna uh move on to the last one what is my it? last one uh and it's pro- probably one of the best ones and i think i genuinely think it inspired oh, orga yeah. in mikasuki uh it is from gurren lagan yeah. it is kamina and simone i knew you're gonna say that one you you don't get a lot of time with them you know, you know, it, spoilers ahead if you don't know about Gurren Lagan, but Kamina is only in it for eight episodes, and I'll let you figure out what happens to him after that, okay? But he's he's not in the show. All right, <laughs> so you get eight episodes of Kamina and Simone actually being together. But it's the moments that they have where they, especially when Kamina speaks of Simone, are unbelievably profound. Uh, we've spoken a lot about it, but we all know that Simone looks up to Kamina. Like, that's very obvious throughout the entire thing. But finding out that... Later on, Kamina looks up to Simone just as much and needs him just as much as Simone needs Kamina. Yeah. You know, it really nails down the believe in you that believes in me, all that stupid ass, whatever philosophy Kamina's spilling. It's not just bullshit. It might be nonsense words, but whatever he's spewing, he truly believes. And again, it's that ultimate trust. Like, there are very few people can you say, like, I would literally put my life in their hands. Like, you know, even we're real people. Yeah. And when shit, like, hits the fan, you know, it's got the gun-to-your-head situations, people get scared. But n- not Kamina and Simone. Like, proof, you know, Kamina goes the extra mile to make sure that Simone can throw a galaxy shuriken 20 episodes later type shit. Yeah. And it's beautiful, and I love it. And there's a bunch of great bonds in that show, but that is, I think that's might be, like, the pinnacle of bromance. We Gone in Kilua 
obviously you get more time. Yeah. But I was going to say what what makes also Kamina and Simone's relationship really good is because even the fact after Kamina has passed, you know what I'm saying? Uh it, it's it's like it's still affecting Simone yep. and what he wanted to be, you know, when he got older was trying to embody what Kamina was wanting. Yeah. So that's also very profound. That means he still thinks about him constantly. It's like that's how much he played a big role in his life. Yeah. And he was young, so True. to have that affect the rest of your life is a pretty big deal. Oh yeah. So yeah. Brotherly love right there. So that's that's my that's my final bromance. And I think we you know, we ended it with the pinnacle and we finished it with the with the pinnacle. It's all up there. We got we got the good shit. Yeah, this is definitely not a pinnacle ending, but it's definitely one we were obviously forgetting because it's been so long since we've watched it and the movie will be out soon, but high cue. Yeah, okay. Nishinoya I, and Tanaka. I wanted to sir I you know I meant to circle back and do some Haikyuu, do at least one from Haikyuu and I'm I glad you did it. I won't say Shoyo Hinata and Kageyama yet because it's still in the rival stage where they're helping pick each other up to yeah. be better players, but they haven't bonded not after school. They really haven't done a lot together, but Nishinoya and Tanaka they're best are, buddies. They are literally little like rugrats after after the game's done. You know, being little shits, always sneaking around, yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to get the girl competing. Mm-hmm. They're being like the bromance, and that's what I think of. Like, I don't know. And, and Nishinoya is even having he his sister or something like that. No, no, they both are going after the same girl, but they don't they call her his sister? No, Tanaka's sister calls like Nishinoya brother in a, yeah, a sense like, because he's always around. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I was trying to say. I'm like all confused. <laughs> But that's what I mean. It's like when your own, you know, one of your sisters is calling your friend a brother mm-hmm. and he's part of the family. Is that not like brotherly love right there? Like the bromance? Like oh, yeah. it's it's real. So, um, yeah, I, I just wanted to end with that and give them their little, their due. No, that's a good one. There's probably some others from Haikyuu. Like some of the other teams have some bonds. I know. Yeah, yeah. Tsukushima like also had the other guy that was with him that was practicing the floaters. Weren't they like good friends? Oh man, I cannot. I forgot his name. Who was the floater guy? There's but... so many. It's been it's been too long. Since Way it... too long. I think I might need to rewatch it before like the movies or whatever. But I'm um, no personally. I was thinking about the the team that they're the the Neko team, the oh. the red team. Uh, the so you got the blonde kid and then the dude with like the swoopy hair. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I don't remember these names. Swoopy hair. Yeah, swoopy hair and blonde kid. Like I think they have a pretty cool like bromance relationship, even if it's more about like. You know, it's it's the extrovert bringing his introvert friend to a party. Like, no, <laughs> you're coming with me. I don't care. I don't want to go. You're coming. We're going for an hour, and then we can leave, okay? I promise. Yeah, good one. Good. Thank you for not letting me forget Haikyuu. No problem. That's what I'm here for. You're here, and I need you. My brother. My brother. My brother. <laughs> All right. Well, that that is our submissions for the best bromances in anime. Uh, join the Discord. Join the Discord. Hit us up on Instagram and Twitter. Tell us. What are your favorite bromances? Did yeah. we mention them? Did we not talk highly enough about them? Did we complete? Do we need to do a part two after we get through the side character stories? Yeah, you know? yeah. Do you to tell? You just let us know. You know, is it an anime that that we haven't seen? And is go, it an- uh, yeah. And going forward for the Discord, if you're in it and you're listening and you're just like watching from afar, if we ever come in with the fan participation stuff and we want to get to know what you want to hear. Even if you're the only one that wants to hear, like, I want you to talk about why socks are different lengths in this anime. <laughs> put in the submission that's all i'm saying it's fine yeah we may not watch it we may not try it but i want to see what y'all really want because maybe five of you want that same idea and guess what if i see 50 people want that same idea we're more likely to do it yeah no uh, don't be <laughs> afraid crazy don't be afraid to participate don't be afraid to yeah. be goofy and wacky and silly or whatever uh, and don't be afraid to let your voice be heard any in any anime brothers space if you are hanging out with us you are welcome you know we love everybody and that's that that's what we do that's what we do that's what we do but yes tell us your favorite bromances in anime all those links i mentioned are in the show notes and if you really like the the episodes and you really like the show and you want to do a little bit more to support uh please consider subscribing to the patreon patreon.com slash anime brothers podcast for a dollar a month you get early access to extra episodes when we do them and you get into the patreon rundown at the end of every month you can leave us a message and we have to read it contractually obligated so bada bing there it is uh other than that you know just keep on listening go check out all our friend podcast and uh have a have a great great time everybody happy pride month once more y'all are killing it and uh we'll see you guys for the next exciting episode that's it there we go peace out everybody.